everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Greeting with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tiffany. And today is our discussion on Sue Miller's While I Was Gone. There's the next choice in Oprah. Yeah, I think it's our fourth book for Oprah's book club. Super short. We just needed a few extra weeks, though, to finish it. <laughs> it's been a hectic October already. It has been. I don't... I've... I'm already, yeah, I'm super... I'm over, yeah, I'm over it. I'm used to my yeah. fingers being kind of relaxing, and this one's been all over. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, last week at work was super stressful, and then this week I'm probably going to have to do car shopping, so... Mm. Are you going to try to get the yeah. same one, or...? No, I talked to the guy that sold me it last time, and he just doesn't have what I want in inventory. Uh, yeah, like he showed me a few and I was just like, it's not worth it if I if I'm genuinely not like happy with it. Yeah. So gonna, I think Yeah. Buying a car is like you should get one that you're gonna Yeah. Enjoy. So I think I'm gonna go do some test driving tomorrow. Like maybe I'll leave work early. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. Zing, zing, zing. Yep. Okay. So, While I Was Gone by Sue Miller. Um, it tells a story. It starts out with a woman named Jo. Um, she is married to her husband, Daniel. She, they have three daughters that are, like, grown up, like, college age. Um, a set of twins and then a younger daughter, but they're all moved out. And... She's a veterinarian, and he's a pastor, correct? Okay. And um, she's just living her life, normal, kids out of the house, husband and wife, living their best life or whatever. It kind of starts with her, like, they're having, like, their Monday date, like, out on the boat, like, seemed really relaxing or whatever. Where she was like, I bring a book. He pushes and bring a book. I was like, I know. <laughs> I was like, I get you. I feel you. Um, so while she's working, um, a lady comes in with a dog that has like a back injury, and um, she gives this lady some options. And the most likely option is that the dog will have to be put down. But the lady says, um, "This is my husband's dog. I think that it would be best if." He made that decision. I'll have him talk to you. And she's like, okay. She's like, his name is Eli Mayhew. Is how I was pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. And it triggers a memory of Joe where she's like, did he go to Harvard? Is he a scientist? All of these things. And she's like, yes. She's like, oh, I think I know your husband. She's like, oh, I'll let him know. And she's like, well, he's not going to know me by Joe. He's going to know me by Alicia or Alicia or something. <laughs> All I can think Felicia. of Felicia. She was like, oh, I went by the name Felicia. It was by Felicia. I know. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, okay. So this kind of triggers, this kind of changes the story. We kind of jump into the 1960s and it kind of starts telling this story of. Joe's life prior to being married to Daniel. Um, she's married to a man named Ted and it's not going well. So she just decides to like deuces 
and like runs away basically from her family and her husband. She's like, I just need a few. She's like, I just need like a month to do whatever. And she like did it in steps. Like she was a teacher, quit her job, and she started waitressing at that like kind of trashy bar. And yeah. she was just like, oh, I guess I'll just leave then. It's like, yeah. So she has to find a place to live, and there's this house that has. Is there five people living in it, or is it six? And then she makes seven. I can't remember if there was six or five. There was. There's Dana, Larry, Sarah, Dan, Sarah, Eli, Eli. and John. Like there was. There was a John. Yes. And so, so yes, yeah, so she made seven. Okay, so she finds this house that they're looking for a roommate. I don't know. What kind of house is looking for a seventh roommate? That's insane to me. Sixes were a wild time. Yeah. So they let her move in. And I don't know if y'all remember, I think it was last week where I was like, I'm kind of getting Emma Klein, the girl vibes. And I got that because, first off, it was set in the 1960s. It was a group of people living together. But it was more about Dana and Joe's relationship. Um it never became anything romantic or anything, but there was always, like, this tension of, like, I felt like Dana really did love her. Yeah, there was it, there was a, a very strong attraction on Dana's part. Yes, like, I, fe- I felt like we were going to get there. We did not get there, but um, for a lot of the book was just, like, her living in this house in the 60s. Like, we kind of don't go back to present time. Um, we kind of just stick in the 60s. We learn about it. Um, we learn about their life, their jobs, like what all of these roommates do. We kind of little learn about a little bit of each of them. And then um, one night she's coming home. She comes home and she finds Dana murdered. Mm-hmm. So, and then that kind of triggers, like, that kind of ends this whole house. Like, after Dana's murder each roommate kind of finds their own way and decides to do whatever. So she decides to go back to her husband and her family, but that's where she meets Daniel at the airport. Um, But then she doesn't actually, they meet at the airport, but she doesn't actually contact him until like three years later when she's officially divorced from Ted. And then that's where she gets married. She has her three kids. And then we're kind of back into present day where Eli now has come back into her life because Eli was one of the roommates that was living with them. Um, so then it kind of, you kind of leave off like that. It was suspected that Dana's murder was like a break in because there was like a jar of money that was stolen. So you just kind of leave it at that, that it was an unsolved B&E kind of thing and that's how it was we ended at that Um, we're back in present time Um, and so she starts talking to Eli again unfortunately they had to put the dog down I actually cried in that scene I was not I knew it was going to happen and I still wasn't ready Um, and I also don't like animals dying in books so (laughs) but yeah um, so they kind of start a friendship up again. Um, but she kind of has like a weird attraction to him. 
And I think at one point, Eli said that Dana wanted Eli and Joe to be together. Yes. And that's why Dana fought so hard for Joe to, I guess, Felicia at the time, or Alicia, to move into the house is because Dana thought that Eli and Joe would make a good couple, but they never acted on it or anything. And so um, you also are learning about her daughters, like the twin sisters don't really get along. One of them's like very like, She's in a band. Um, She's always, like, living on, like, a bus and stuff and traveling. The other ones are, like, in school. One of them's, she's, like, doing something with movies, I think. Yeah, something like that. Because she, the one that's doing something like that, is connected to Eli's wife. So there's kind of, like, that little connection. Um, But they start this friendship up again. And we're in first person the whole time. We're in, like, in Joe's thoughts the whole time. But we're... So we start to realize that Joe might have actual, like... She might have feelings for Eli. There might be some, like, sexual tension between them. And um, they decide to meet up at a hotel. Um, She has intentions of staying the night. They're at the bar. They're drinking. And Eli is comfortable enough to tell her... Dun dun dun! Spoiler alert: saying that right now, that he's actually the one that killed Dana. Yes, and he goes into to detail about yeah. it. Goes into detail, goes into like because he worked at a lab at the time, like how he was wearing a coat that got covered in blood. He went back to the lab and disposed of that uh, coat. All of these things. He was wearing gloves. All of these things. So it kind of puts Joe in this like weird thing and she like leaves the hotel immediately leaves the hotel goes back to her family um she tells her husband but it actually causes like this crazy chain of events with her husband because her husband's basically like oh so the only reason you didn't sleep with him is because he murdered somebody like you had all the intention in the world to sleep with him she's like but he murdered somebody he's like no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> but you still wanted to sleep with him until you found out he was a murderer. So it actually puts this huge strain on their relationship. So, like, all of a sudden, like, they're not talking. There's, like, this awkwardness. Like, they're spending time apart. And she's also trying to have, like, an inner battle of, like, is she supposed to tell um, the police? Like, I have this information. This this murder still unsolved. And she decides to tell the police. And the police take her statement. And she's like, okay, I'll hear from you. She's assuming it's going to go to court. She's, like, ready for all this. Um, and there was one at the very end after uh, she, tells, she comes back and she tells her husband, like, oh, I told the cops. It's all over now. And he was just like, no, you idiot. It's just <laughs> beginning. Like, this is literally the start of it. <laughs> like, this you've is... now kicked off an investigation that could go to trial. Like, this is very, <laughs> very beginning. Yeah, like, that you're going to have to testify it. Like, this is not the end. The end is the verdict. Yeah. Um, so, it, like, I think there's, like, a few weeks or so in between all of that. And um, eventually 
the investigator calls her back and is like, I need to talk to you. And she's like, okay, he's like here to tell me whatever. So obviously they reached out to Eli and was like, hey, uh, Joe, Joe over here, your friend Joe, told us that you confessed to a crime of murder. And he's like, okay, hold on. No, she's mad because I wouldn't sleep with her. Like he stares this whole thing of like, I didn't confess anything to her. She's the one that wanted to meet at this hotel. I didn't want to have sex with her. She's just mad. This is a revenge confession. Like, this is all revenge. Um, And so basically the cops tell her, like, this is a he said, she said. Nothing you told us, like, corroborates with the evidence that we have or makes the evidence stand out more or anything like that. So there's really nothing that we can do about it. And then she's like, okay, so then she goes to her husband again and is like, okay, no, this is really the end. Like, then she's like, she feels relieved. She's like, well, they can't do anything about it, but I don't have to worry about it. So I guess it's cool. Um, and that's kind of like, she kind of talks about how she sees her, she sees Eli around town. Like, they don't really ever talk again. Um it seems like the relationship with her husband kind of still is strained a little bit. At one point, you thought that they were going to get, like, together again. But I think they were still together, but it was just a, a really strained relationship. Because, again, it's just sad that he obviously felt really hurt that she had plans to have an affair with this man. Um, and the only reason she didn't is because he confessed to murder. <laughs> I mean, that'll kill any mood. Honestly. I mean... <laughs> It, it is, yeah. I guess it would. It definitely would. Um, but, so yeah, that's kind of the book in a nutshell. Um, I try to do the best I can. I think um, you did a good job. It's easier to do a book that's that short instead of, like, Anna Karenina. Oh, my God. You, you <laughs> would still be on, like, chapter one. <laughs> like, I, I can do this one. It, it was pretty fast-paced book. Um, I enjoyed it. I... I liked the murder aspect of it, but I liked that it didn't necessarily focus on the murder. Like, it was just kind of, like, the drips, like, it was good to know that there was a murder, and I was like, why? Well, hopefully we can find out what happens to her. But I liked that, that it wasn't, like, a thriller book. Like, it wasn't scary. It wasn't anything crazy like that. Yeah, so, yeah. actually, uh, I enjoyed this. Yeah. Was, I've gotten now into, ever since... I discovered Anna Karenina was done by Maggie Gyllenhaal. I went and checked out the Audible and um, did the little excerpt of it. And I thought the narrator was pretty good on that, too. So, For this book? Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, um, you know, if you... It's pretty short, too. I think it's only, like, five or six hours long. So if you get, yeah. you know, a short road trip or something like that um, and can't physically read it, recommend i didn't find the narrator's voice grading i just think for me like <laughs> during your uh when you were recapping all of it and you were kind of like yeah she's got daughters and they're whatever like that's how i felt about her daughters through this whole thing like yeah like their names are cass nora and sadie and yes. i for quite some time thought sadie was the dog i was gonna ask you that so did i i kept thinking sadie was the dog because, and they even make a joke, like, halfway through, where she's like, hey, Sadie, my shady lady. And she's like, you cursed me with this <laughs> Yeah, like, because they also have three dogs. Mm-hmm. 
so like one point like in the very beginning when she's flashback to Sadie being a baby and the twins are playing with her and stuff I was like does she mean the puppy like she's the puppy right and then I'm like oh no she's talking about a baby uh no like Sadie and Nora could have easily been dog names especially yeah. Sadie Sadie for sure yeah I think my, the same thing at one point I was like oh wait that's the daughter we're talking about Jesus <laughs> my cousin has a has an, uh, um like a, they make like dog bandanas and dog accessories and stuff, and it's called Sadie and Moose. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like named after their dogs. So I was like, oh, Sadie a dog? I don't know. But I feel yeah. like, um, I, well, where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> Just, my brain is like short circuiting this week. Yeah, we're recording late at night because we are so far behind on life. So we are squeezing this in when baby is asleep. Baby's asleep. <laughs> like we are doing our best. Got my robe on. So I went I went back and I reread Eli's confession to Joe. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Um, because... We should talk about that. We should talk about his reasoning. Because it is an interesting reason like his reason for killing her and how it came about so he i think he is and it's not first of all it blew my mind thinking that this was set in the 60s and if she were to write this book now with the same timeline it would be set in the 90s shut your face why would you do that <laughs> but um that's so gross he's kind of you know like a precursor to hear like you hear a lot more men now where it's like she rejected me so they kill her. She rejected me, so I hit her. Like, you know, like, our violent towards it. And Eli, like, for a while, was a much more sympathetic character until that moment for me. Yes. He was just like, I was in love with her, and then I was mad that she was sleeping, that she was supposed to talk to me. <laughs> Which is yeah, like, so, oh, sorry, little boy and his feelings hurt. Yeah. Again. So basically, Dana and Eli had not really even a relationship, they slept together, whatever, but it was before they lived together. And then after they stopped, Eli actually moved into the house. I guess Eli thought this was a great idea, but Dana was already sleeping with somebody else. And she was like, we can still be friends. And he's like, I don't don't know. I think we need to talk about this. She's like, I think we should talk about this. And he's like, we can talk about it in a year. Mm -hmm. So in exactly a year, they were going to talk about how he felt, why they weren't together, all of these things. And that year came and it was, she was like, all right, I'll meet you downstairs in the kitchen at nine o'clock tonight and we'll talk about it. What well, nine o'clock in the, in the kitchen, she's not down there. He realizes that she's fell asleep in her room. So she gets him, she, he wakes her up. She comes downstairs and she's like, okay, let's talk. And I guess like, the way she's reacting to him, like, he doesn't like it. He ends up punching her, hits her, grabs the knife, like, stabs her repeatedly, punches her repeatedly, like, because he's so angry that she's not responding the way he wants Yeah. to respond. He doesn't like that she's like, okay, we slept together a while ago. Like, at this point, it's been well over a year because it was before you even lived in the house, and it's only, it's already been a year since we've had this conversation already, I've moved on. I've moved on. Why haven't you? That's why I wanted Leisha in the house because I thought you would be in love with her. Like all of these things. Like to me, 
before we found out how she got murdered, Dana to me was a very annoying character. I was not a fan of her. And then I felt so much sympathy for her because just because she was not into this guy anymore and she did not respond the way he wanted her to respond, she got murdered. Yeah, she came across, I was trying to figure out who exactly she reminded me of and I still, she reminded me of a current, or well, from this now past season, one of the, the stews on Below Deck Med. So I realize you don't watch that show. So it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Where, Our listeners might. <laughs> where she was just a very, like, normal, like, outgoing, flirty person. Like, that's just how she was yeah. with people. And that kind of person kind of, like, grates on me. Like, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I find them a little bit annoying. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, when he was, like, she invited me in the house, I found that to be an invitation to, like, you know rekindle our relationship but she even even in Eli's own words like she was always very upfront of being like I do not want a relationship with you I have fun like just basically like hooking up with other people I don't want that like seeing other people like you should go out and do the same like she was always very clear to him what her intentions were and he just I think it was an ego thing he just didn't like it and I started to wonder too because I think I think when Joe first shows up at the house and is interviewing, they kind of, like, the author kind of makes a point of saying, like, they actually looked very similar, her and Dana. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out, like, was that the one reason, was that a main reason why Dana wanted her in the house? Because, like, well, she looks like me, so maybe that, that'll catch his eye rather than, oh, it's yeah. just something else, um, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, I mean, it, he definitely made a point to say that she fought hard to get her in this house. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, the, the ending was unsatisfying in the fact that you, he's going to get away with murder, but it's, <laughs> it's satisfying in the fact that this is real life. Yeah, like, like this we're, is- you're, you're never going to get the happy ending. This is life. Like, it's a murder that happened in the 60s over 30 years ago. There's no other evidence. You have a confession. The guy has, he had, as soon as this all happened, I was like, he is easily going to use the excuse that she loves me. I did not want to sleep with her. She's just getting revenge. Which, again, makes me wonder, like, like, did he set that up on purpose? Like, knowing how, like, that she was attracted to him and was just like, I'm going to confess and get this off my chest. And then uh, if she responds well, you know, I get to have sex. If she doesn't and she goes and tells somebody, I get to tell her that she's just, you know. I I mean, I definitely think he might have had a plan, like, if she was going to tell. But I truly believe that he, almost like the same thing with Dana, like, he did not like the way she responded. He expected her, he, all he wanted was joe to forgive him and then he would feel better Mm -hmm. and that they could still be friends like that she would understand why he killed dana like it was just it was all gonna make sense like yeah it was all gonna make sense and even right beforehand he kept kind of saying like you know if i hadn't been so in love with dana like i would have been in love with you kind of thinking like think of what our future together would have been like yes almost manipulate her into just being like Oh, yeah, murder? It's fine. 
Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It was, it was over 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. It's done. And I think, again, he responded in that similar fashion of like, because he was, he got angry at her when she was like, this is not okay. You just confessed to murder. Yeah. Like, I almost wanted, again, just with the satisfying ending of, like, things working out. Like, I wanted her to, like, pretend that she was, like, in love with him and, like, get it on recording. <laughs> you know, you know, the typical, you know, the typical thing that you see on Dateline. You got the wire hooked up and... I wanted a Law & Order SVU episode. Is that too much to ask for? Is it too much to ask? That's all I'm saying. You got me into this murder and now I want it fixed. It's satisfying in the fact that I know who did it. It's unsatisfying in the fact that he's going to get away with it and have his happy ending. And then it's satisfying to know that this is real life and this is usually what happens. Yeah, I, um, I, I was kind of too when she was just like, you know, the cops were like, we went back over it. There's nothing that you told us that jumps out or makes us relook at things. But then, you know, also true to life sometimes, unfortunately, is they're not always looking at the right things or yeah. looking hard enough because she makes the point of saying, I have the picture of all of us standing there from that day and only he and I aren't wearing coats. Yeah, and, and hers. accounted for and yes. his is the one that was all bloody that he got rid of. Because, like, again, it was during, it was around Christmas break. It was cold because they live in, like, the Connecticut area, Boston area, like, all of that. They live up in the northeast area so it's cold and he is the only one that his code is not accounted for because she's she realizes that like i think it was after she left because she was looking at pictures again and i was just like yeah but he said he disposed of it so you know it's long gone and so there's still like because you know all the blood would be hers so you could test it but it's just like it's so frustrating because i'm like oh but this is one of those things, too, it. like, if you had the right detective who saw that picture and was like, yeah, man, like, you said you were coming from the lab, where's your coat? Mm-hmm. You know, like, we know her, where hers is because she was getting home, so she took her coat off. Yeah, like, you know, like, check the alibis, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, where, where's yours? And it's either, it would be enough to break Eli and he would confess to authority or yeah. would just, you know, clamp down and not say anything. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is like, again, when she was talking, when when we were in the 60s and the investigation was going on, they actually focused on the other roommate, Duncan, because mm-hmm. they also had a relationship at one point. Um, so they actually focused more on him. They didn't focus on this, like, guy that was working in the lab. He kind of stays to himself. He's very quiet. They, yeah, they, they didn't focus on that guy at all. So they... They said that they checked an alibi. Well, how easy it is to be like, yeah, he came in the lab later, but you didn't check any times. You didn't check to see if he could have left the lab. You didn't check to see anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, you'd have to get some really good, like, cold case detectives to, like, reopen the case, refocus, like, realize what part of those steps of the alibi that they missed. Did they even look to ask for his coat? Like, why didn't they ask for his coat? Like, where's your jacket? Where is it? Let's go to the lab. Did we search the lab? Did we do any of those things? Um, So I think that's the unsatisfying part is that those things that we know that can be done, but we're not. Um, 
but I think that's kind of what makes a book like sometimes satisfying is like you're not gonna get your happy ending so yeah I think that's why I liked Gone Girl so much is because it definitely was not a happy ending the ending I mean I kind of there's a good chunk of Anna Karenina that wasn't a happy ending no I still gave it what four like Anna died (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah that book was not a I mean I guess if you think about it I think all four of our books haven't really had a satisfying happy ending no because it's like over on something a theme I'm not I'm not looking too forward to the next one now um but yeah I I mean I really enjoyed it I I would put it I probably liked that I think I've liked it the most out of the four but I think that's because it was short it was quick it had like a murder involved um it had multiple characters I liked the going back into the 60s like that was probably my favorite part was when we were just like living in the 60s it was, I think it was, it was a good palate cleanser. Oh, for sure. You know, it was such a, such a, a dense book that yes. was. And then also having our first two books really missed the mark for both of us. Yeah. That's, so, um, I was worried about this one because a lot of the reviews aren't necessarily that great. Um. And I just didn't know what to expect. Like, the back of the book is, um, it doesn't give you much detail. You just know that something from her past comes back to her life. And it's and it does say it's a dark secret, but um, you, I just didn't know what it was going to be and how it would play out. So, but yeah. I just, I, a, lot of, a lot of things I read was, it was more focused on, like, her marriage with Daniel crumbling. And I, I still felt like that kind of took a back seat to some of it. Like that yeah. wasn't as much in the focus as it should have been if that like, you know, was what keeps popping up on all the reviews and stuff like that. And um, I just felt like, you know, Joe is very uh, flighty not somebody you could rely on in like a personal relationship no i don't think so just because it's like there's because i was reviewing like you like you've said oprah lists some like you know review questions and stuff like book club questions yeah so i was going over some of them and one of them was talking about like you know how much of her past does daniel deserve to know and you know do you have to share all your secrets and blah blah i was just thinking like i think I think in her case, in Joe's case, if she wanted to have like a full relationship with Daniel, like she should have disclosed every single thing. Like, like she was like Joe's as the character was like always kind of beating around the bush with things, mm-hmm. only giving tr- like half truths or even well, truths. I and, like I get it, but like I don't know. I don't think I think like very selfishly too. Like she was just like like she didn't even think about telling Daniel hey uh you know I said I was gonna go meet this other person I was actually gonna go meet with Eli and he confessed to murder like like what you were going on where she just like she couldn't comprehend in her head like 
why this conversation was hurtful towards Daniel. Yeah. And I think, too, when you talk about being secretive, like, I think it it makes a point multiple times that her daughters, her daughters have a better relationship with Daniel than they do with her. Mm-hmm. And they make it a note to be like, it's because she's so secretive. She doesn't open up to them um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that that really shows that um, she's, and I, sometimes I don't think she understands it. Because yeah, even even when Sadie got so upset that her professor that she like so looked up to and had a great relationship with is now pulling back from a project, not wanting to deal with her because of everything that you know her mother's accusation that her husband committed this murder. Yeah, and like she writes this letter and is basically to me it just basically came across as like this is bigger than you. You need to get over it. And it's just like, yeah, like I'm sorry that this is this yeah. ruined your education and you'll have to find another project but he committed murder and that's more important which it is at point but it just feels like at some point like that becomes i don't want to say a family discussion but it definitely deserves a heads up of like like why this happened like like that's again the only giving half truths of like you yeah. need to step up with your actions to those who are going to be affected down and say, I did this and it has led to this. Yes. Well, and how, how hard was it? Like, she had no problem telling Joe, I mean, telling Daniel that, you know, Eli committed this murder. She knew that Eli's wife um, was helping Sadie with her school schooling and stuff or whatever, her career. She could have been like, hey, honey, I need to tell you something. This might and could affect your project or whatever. Um, I had dinner with Eli, her husband. He confessed murder to me um, because I don't even think they knew about her life. Like there, like that she had a friend get murdered. No, they didn't. Like they didn't even know that about her. So. A letter is not going to make anything okay. So I think she could have been like, hey, Sadie, sweetheart, listen. Um, Back before I met your father, I lived in a group home of like seven people. And one of them, one of my good friends, was murdered. And for the longest time, we didn't know who did it. But Eli, the husband of, I can't even think of her name. It was Gene. Oh, yeah. Um, he actually confessed that he killed her. I plan on going to the police. This might affect your relationship now. Super simple. Super hard. Yeah. And having this discussion, but you probably should have had that. Just, just communication. Just a little bit of communication helps. It goes a long way. Like, I was just, I felt like with all of Joe's decisions, there was always the lack of how do my actions affect others? And she almost had that when she, like, called her mom after running away to the house and was like, hey, happy Thanksgiving. And her mom was just like, fuck you. You don't know what you've done to, like, me and your husband. Click. Um... 
like she kind of was just like oh yeah i just realized like i'm hurting people not the other way around and it was just like okay and, and it was like, just, like she just never learned from that yeah she yeah she was to have her as the main character was hard because she wasn't i don't want to say she wasn't enjoyable or she wasn't likable but she just had her issues and she just made some terrible kind of decisions that she thought were best for her and not necessarily best for her family and like if i was daniel i mean i think i would be in the same spot to be like okay yeah that is insane that this man murdered your friend but also you went to go meet somebody on the pretenses of potentially staying the night and sleeping with them and you lied about it because you actually told me you were meeting a different friend mm-hmm. not it's okay like, it's like in cruel summer when kate goes missing and oh, wait, her... wait wait i have three episodes left it's... so i don't know what you're gonna say so sorry oh okay basically at one point kate's kate's dad she calls him dad but it's her stepdad. dad is you know yes. like oh, yes. hey, we're focused he's like hey we're focused on kate right now but looks at his wife who has had an affair and it's yes, like so yes. don't think you and i are like you've gotten scot free like you and i still need to yes. work this out yes. like that's you know, like he's kind of like the daniel in that situation <laughs> absolutely and i i just think that i don't know i just was and she just was confused by it. like she was like i just don't understand why you're not listening to me he murdered her and he's like, you are going to have an affair if he didn't confess. Yeah. We need to talk about that. Like, I'll support you to go tell the police. And just so you know, that's going to be the beginning of it, not the end of it, because that's how investigations work. Um, surprise. Law and order. It tells you everything. Um, but, like, we're going to still come back around to the fact that you are going to have an affair. Like, after you talk to the police and they decide what they're going to do, we're going to circle back. That's what we're going to do. We're going to circle it back. And we're going to talk about why you were going to have an affair with him. And if she's like, well, he murdered somebody, so it doesn't matter. No, 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 ma'am. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was on Daniel's side for that. Because I just, I don't know that I could, that would be a really hard relationship for me to continue as well to know that every time now that you say you're going to go do something you're going to meet a friend you're going to go do something else that you're not going to have an affair because didn't she hire like a young younger person to work at her vet and daniel was like he's not working there i think so yeah i, didn't, I don't remember much of that story there were some of the like daniel family stuff that i kind of just I think that might happen as much. Um, I forget what the relationship was, but Daniel did not like it. And so she did have to let this guy go. That's what I remember. I don't remember all the details, though. I am. I just think, like, like, there was, like, other than her, like, feeling, feelings of being like, oh, I feel so stifled when it was like, do you feel stifled or like like there's no indication as to she was just she just found Eli attractive. Like, I think 
it was just the past. Like she finally had somebody to talk to, um, talk to about about Dana's murder, and she always maybe in the back of her mind had this maybe attraction towards him, but he didn't have it. So then she's starting to feel these things again. She's like, huh, maybe, maybe something can happen. Let's meet in Boston at the Ritz and I'm going to get a room just in case. I don't know. She seems very, very, like, it was always very easy for her to take the like the, the safety bonds that she had and just be like, because even after she goes back to her husband, like it still takes her X amount of time to finally leave him. Yeah. And then this one, like she had no issue just being like, thing is great and all, and you know, he's giving me this great life. But yeah, Eli was cute that one time, so. That one time, like, that one time in that lab coat, he was kind of, yes, because remember, she saw him naked in yes. the bathroom, and she even brought that up again. Yes, and it was, it was just, like, again, one of those things where it's, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, again, y'all, we were recording very late, but I'm trying to think of, it's just, like, Like, it's like she was constantly nagging on her, her one daughter, Cass, yes. for being this free spirit and doing a lot. And I just wanted to kind of be like, I think you're jealous. Yes. Like, you're jealous that she's doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. And. And at one point, she kind of did it by moving in with this home with seven, six other people. And if it probably wasn't for the murder, she probably would have stayed there longer. And I think what annoyed me about that, too, is, again, like, she still wasn't honest with them about where she was coming from. And those were all some pretty, you know, like, free-thinking hippies for the 60s. Like, she probably very well could have just been, like, I was trapped in a marriage and wasn't happy with my life and wanted to get out and do something different. And they probably would have accepted her as she was if she had just been honest. Yeah, I liked how I liked how Dana, because, again, Joe lied about her name lied about her background and stuff but she would forget what her lies were and Dana was starting to catch on Dana was like wait a minute you said that you lived in blah 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 wait a minute you said you went to school for this blah blah blah. and so she was like starting to catch on and stuff um and then I think at one point like they were in the car I think it was with it was either Duncan or Larry I can't remember Larry was and, and um, Dana's like, just tell us who you really are. And Larry's like, just shut up. No one cares. And I just, I think the reason she lied is because she wanted to start, she wanted to be this free spirit. She didn't want to be Joe that was married to Ted. And she didn't want to tell them that. She wanted to be like, no, my name's Felicia. I did this. Like, she she wanted that life. She wanted the life that she didn't have. And she thought that that was the only way that was going to impress them. Yeah. I uh, just was frequently frustrated with her as a character. And because, again, it's like, it was like when you, what you said about, you know, Eli was the person that she could talk to Dana about. If she had been truthful and open with Daniel, she would have had somebody to discuss Dana with. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, 
again, like she like she creates her own problems. <laughs> she did. Yeah. I don't know. Um, as much as I feel like we're complaining and <laughs> stuff, I think we I still really enjoy this book, but I think that that made that's why I liked it. Is like it wasn't perfect. You didn't have just this like cookie cutter marriage, this perfect person, anything like that. There were so many problems and it just made it a really good quick read. I liked that it was under three hundred pages as well. Yeah, I think I would uh well my copy was over three hundred, but mine's a lot shorter. Like Oh, yeah. is shorter than yours. What is your is your cover still like this? No, mine's got a doggo on it. <gasps> you think that one? I was gonna say, do you think that one's Sadie? But Sadie's the daughter. <laughs> I don't know. I, at one point, I just, I don't know who their dogs are and who's not. I hope it's not Arthur. I don't think it's Arthur because it's like on a boat, so it's reminding me of like oh yeah, the her beginning where her and Daniel are out. Yeah. On the um, water. Yeah. I think I would give it around that three and a half mark. I would say three and a half as well. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um it gives me a little bit more hope again for Oprah. Yes, I would say this is a we're on an upswing right now. Yes. Um our next book is Daughter of Fortune by Isabel Ayande, I believe. I think I got I think I got it right. Ayande. Hopefully. Um so the next few weeks or so, probably a little bit more than that, because my, my copy is like over four hundred pages. I got mine on Kindle, I think, but it was okay. it's, a, it's a pretty beefy one. Okay. So I would say and then at least for the next three weeks or so we'll probably just be fun weekly check-ins. Maybe we'll do some fun episodes of countdowns and stuff. Um, anything like that. And then we'll kind of do a check-in to see, like, where we think our discussion for Daughter of Fortune will be. And then it's the one and only Great Expectations. Round out. But, you know what? With the way the 2021 that I've had this year, that I think that book is great because I have just great expectations for 2022. <laughs> okay? I remember when we all thought uh, it was the newborn 20s? We did great. We're doing great. Year two. Year two of COVID. We're about to hit. So that's fine. 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 Everything's fine. So, yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Sorry it's late. We probably <laughs> mumbled a lot. We're super tired. But we wanted to get this episode in because it's just been a really hectic week for both of us in two different aspects. But, man. It's, it's, it's here, guys. Don't worry. Yes. Um, so thanks for listening. Instagram is reading with celebs. Twitter is reading W celebs. Please go give us a like, a follow, subscribe, all the fun things that need us to get us up on the map. We appreciate all of y'all. Um, thanks for listening. Happy reading. Bye.